The only podcast for the working cowboy. Live. All right. Um, well, uh, since you're since you're the new guy, I'll let you lead it off. Uh, tough. Introduce us and we'll get going. Well, I'm here with uh, Matt and Sam. And we're just going to talk about cowboy shit. Yeah, we had uh, Sarah Waddell was going to come on as well. Uh, does she have a podcast? I, I believe I, I don't know if I've ever listened to it, but I think I saw that. Yeah, I I just seen that like the other day. I seen she had a podcast. Yeah, um, that's, that's why I, I called this the Cowboy Super Podcast because I I had just heard that the other day that she'd had one, so I was like, oh, well, there's three of us now, and uh, I think she's she's more on the horse training side than uh, than straight cowboy and of course we're we're also a bunch of dumb cowboys that she i mean she th- kind of takes her horse training pretty seriously uh, not that most cowboys don't but we're also broke dick cowboys so we we can talk about the rest of the shit yeah so anyway uh she had a had a broken down horse or something and uh, couldn't make it so we got sam instead so uh yeah welcome to the to the this is our second kind of little crossover podcast yeah well thanks for having me guys i don't know if i'll be any insider or nothing but oh we just uneducated for sure let's put it that way no i know that (laughs) (laughs) well uh, nothing (laughs) it just uh maybe miseducated Uh, because i I, it's just a different education when when you're on them big outfits oh it's definitely miseducated (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you you were just telling a story about your your old man i uh if you wouldn't mind i thought that was a pretty funny story if you wouldn't mind just re recapping it again for the for well, the audience so my dad kind of a little backstory to that my dad's a he was pretty good high school he's a saddle brunt riding fool he loved it he went to nationals all four years he won state three or four years and went up to college to go be a cow or saddle brunt rider and homesick so he came back to the ranch then time went on he finally decided that he could finally move away from the ranch so he did went down there to nevada just outside of elko to a big place that elison's owned it now but it was called the px old cal okay. cal worthington owned it at the time and uh they kind of rode some horses in there and asked him you know what he wanted to ride and he just kind of kicked stirrups he said the saddle fits them all. And I was that, like, well, all right, bud. You know, I was just a little kid. And they rode him big old horse, and he saddled up. There's a foot of air underneath that saddle. Just, uh, <laughs> just a little peaked. Uh, a little yeah, humpy. A little. <laughs> and, you know, my dad's not very big. He's probably only 5'5", five, five and probably, I don't know, 200, 215 pounds at the time. Yeah kind of a roly-poly looking little dude just a big meatball yeah 
And I mean, he did. He took off his glasses and he handed them to me and put a quirt over his hand and said, hold these. He stepped on and this bugger just went to hog it off the bat. And he grabbed a strip and started quirting him over the head when he was done. Could lope him in a couple circles because we were supposed to go brand that day. So we we're supposed to gather him up. And he just looked at those guys and thought he was funny. He goes, well, let's go get him. <laughs> I mean, he didn't ball. He didn't even second guess. He didn't nothing. He handed he handed his glasses to his son and goes, here, hold these. It's kind of like, I'm going to show these cheerleaders what's going on. Yeah. But from that well, day on, I mean, those guys up there, they respected him. They, yeah. they knew he wasn't no bullshit. But looking at him, you would have been like, yeah, whatever. This guy's just, he's a fake. He's a puss, you know. No, mm-hmm. he was the real deal. He can't really rope to save his ass, but he could ride a rough one. And I'm yeah. more with it. Well, I can't really rope either. I try like him, but I, I can't <laughs> ride. I, I, I can get bucked off a rocking chair. I really can. Well, I always get them damn defective ropes. They just keep missing all the shit I throw at. You know, I, I went down here to the feed store and I told them I was looking for a new rope. I said, well, what kind of rope do you want? I was like, I want one of those catch ropes. I'm tired of those missing ropes. Yeah, those are the worst. I, I fucking hate them. I hate them. Got, a, got one or two kicking around, too. Matter yeah, of fact, I, I just sent Tuffy a rope, and I hope the hell Tuffy is a catch rope. I wouldn't know, but I really hope it <laughs> did. I, I worked with old fella. Uh, he'd come help me uh, day work on the, the weekends when I was back in Kansas. We had a... Uh, it started as like a 40,000 head uh, finish yard. And uh, the, it, was, it was back in, I think this was in 2012 when we made the big switch over and we, we shut down the feeding operation and we started running cow-calf in, the, in confinement there. <laughs> and I was uh, in charge of that for, well, I was a cow boss there for three, almost four years, I guess. And I, I can confidently say i'm one of the the world's foremost experts on confined cow calf uh operations and uh, i'm i'm not saying that to brag i just i know that that shit doesn't work and not many people try have tried it and i don't think anybody has tried it as, uh, on a bigger scale as, as as we did there at cactus and uh and they're not even doing it anymore so i can i can pretty confidently say i'm one of the world's foremost experts on on uh confined cow calf but uh i forget where i was headed with that that story but um anyway maybe i'll maybe i'll remember what were we what were we talking about before (laughs) (laughs) well it's kind of all over the place so far i know um so your how's your dad and then i don't remember all the catch ropes yeah Anyways, well, you know, go back to my dad's deal. Like that man, he wasn't scared of nothing. And if he was, he damn sure didn't tell anybody. And I mean, yeah. he got to the point where his body just couldn't take it because he wasn't like, and he knew he couldn't rope all that well. But you know, somebody would call, I got a horse that just won't quit bucking. Dad's like, well, bring it out. I can get yeah. it. And oh, it broke him down quick. It yeah. Did. So he that, decided he's going to go work for the BLM. Was, you know, everyone was like, oh, you're a traitor to leave a cowboy mm. to the BLM. And he goes, no, the only way I'm going to the BLM is if I can run wild horses. And this is back in the day when the BLM actually 
ran and gathered their own horses. Oh, they yeah, I've heard about that. Out. My dad goes, oh, boy, there was nothing funner than just taking And My dad was a mare guy through and through. He loved yeah. it. He claimed up and down, they'll give you more heart, more disposition, and more go than any gilding ever will. I I think I think he's on to something there. I they're I a lot hard, they're a lot harder to deal with, but they oh, oh they turn into a pretty nice horse. I yeah I I all my best horses have been mares. Yeah, so have mine. See, I uh, I don't really care as long as I don't have to walk. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of in that camp too, but I uh, you know I've yeah. had both good and bad studs, mares, gildings that yeah. hitters in a mall. I remember what I was going to say. So we're going back to the, the ropes that don't catch and, you know, the miss ropes and catch ropes. Uh, but my, my buddy, old Kevin Ferno, he was a tie hard guy. Um, and he, if he'd miss one more than once, he'd allow oh, son of a bitch. He can't be caught. He is uncatchable. So that's, that's, I use that excuse a lot too. the rope horse or an uncatchable calf. <laughs> that will happen. Yeah. You'll have that on the big outfits. Yeah. You know, every and time. half the time when I don't want to catch something, you know, when it's like a bull you got a rope or something wild you got a rope, and you're like, ah, oh, I really don't want to head this one. I'm riding a colt or whatever. You know, mm. so I'll just kind of throw a weak-hearted piss shot out there, and I'll miss every <laughs> fucking time. Mm. You're like, oh, shit. Now I got him. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, people tying on hard and fast, and I think the story that old Tuffy said a while back had a guy up there that did that, and it tightened a cinch, and the saddle went with that yearling or whatever. Oof. Yeah, that, was, that was quite the day. That would be <laughs> wild. I would have sat back and laughed. I don't think I could have went after a rope. I would have been laughing so hard. Oh, well, we all were <laughs> laughing real hard till it come time to catch that fucker, and you know, broke saddle horses. They didn't want any part of that at all. They're just like, nope. Oh yeah, I can imagine, man. Uh, we had a uh, when I was there in that feedlot. We we made these little uh, shades. They looked like just big trampolines. We'd uh, you know, like big rectangle. You'd stretch a tarp over, it, and then we uh, we'd put um, put bars in it so the the calves could walk under or walk through it, and then. Uh, and then we'd creep feed them on the other side of that, that shade, but we got a cow stuck in there and then like tore the hell out of the shade frame and, and was just dragging the entire frame around the pen. And you, you talk about trying to get a horse up there to heal her and then yank her down. <laughs> I mean, it was, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't, can't hardly blame them. Cause I, you know, you, you ride up there and you're just like, fuck. How how are we gonna mess? How how is this gonna work? Yeah, what is? I don't know what my plan is here. I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw a loop out there and pray to God it doesn't catch anything. Well, and what we ended up doing finally, we couldn't get close to this yearling to get a decent shot at it. So we ended up we just roped his saddle. Yeah, um, and then stopped it, and everything come tight, and it was it was something. Yeah, <laughs> I bet so. I am. Uh, I've never experienced that one. I've I've seen some some From close. From then on, he always made sure he was tight when he went to rope. 
I bet so. Well, you know, and I think a big deal, and I think, Tuff, you said it in the, the story, too, is like, you know, he all thought you guys were riding broke horses. Well, how often do these broke horses see a fucking saddle flying behind a fucking yearling? Never. Yeah. You're, yeah. You, you're showing these broke horses, so to speak, something they'd never seen before. They become on broke fucking quiet. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> you, you Even might like, as well. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Tuff. It's like when you go to the ranch rodeo, right? You take your nicest horse you got. You're going to go to the ranch rodeo and route. It's probably that horses, at least with mine anyways, because they don't see town at all. And you take your nice horse and you're like, oh, this some bitch is broke. I'd do anything I want to on the pasture. And they put that fucking chalk line mm-hmm. across the arena. And all of a sudden, that broke horse is having no part of that trying to buck your ass off. Dude, yeah. That's very scary. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen them. I've seen them busting too. I've seen them striking at it, and yeah, they they're not not impressed that first time. No, uh, it's uh, or or you just get a uh, you get one of them little uh, one of those you know sponsorship signs that gets to flapping in the in the wind, and boy, not cattle and and horses scatter on that one. Yeah, or or the rancher. <laughs> So you sit around kind of outside of the arena and you know how most ranch rodeos get there's a lot of liquor involved yeah and uh, you're sitting there and they got a mechanical flag behind you on the fence and nobody knows about it and some dumbass gets the bright idea that hey we can turn that fucker on and see what happens you want to see horses fucking cowboys go everywhere <laughs> well, you got you got half of the horses following that flag and the rest of them catching their ass and getting gone yeah yeah i think mine are ass and getting oh mine <laughs> mine was leaving he was having yeah. no part of that moving fence no I, I i imagine most of mine i my good my, my good mare may not have run but i guarantee i should give her the old <laughs> what the fuck is that? I remember here, it's probably like five years ago now. Worked for an outfit and they did everything was hot wire. Everything. Mm. Most because they were too goddamn lazy to just build a real fence. So they put two strand hot wire up and I was riding an outside horse for a guy. He was calm, he was good, he's kind of big dough head idiot. Mm. The horse would reach out and just start smelling stuff like he like sagebrush, like it was dandelions and flowers, you know. Ferdinand the bull. Huh? Up along this hot wire, no big deal. And I was like, "Oh, he's a dink. You're, you know, you're not really going to be sitting up there expect something." That's how bitch reached out there and smelt that hot wire. <laughs> oh, 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 that was the only time in my life I ever seen that horse come alive. <laughs> and I landed on my head so goddamn. <laughs> Those are the ones that'll hurt a guy. Idiot. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. The the ones that you you let your guard down completely, and then all of a sudden, oh, shit, I'm on my ass. Well, and I told the guy that brought him to me, he was one of those guys, how's my horse doing? Oh, yeah. Horse twice a week. They're like, oh, still has fucking four legs. (laughs) Fine, I guess. What do you want me to say? Like, we're still still riding him. Yeah. And I I mean this horse was 
nothing more than a bag of glue, honestly. <laughs> nothing. He's just a big dumb ogre. Yeah. Till he snorted that hot wire. <laughs> yeah. And boy did he come alive. Found his, found his his power real quick. Is I went airborne right off the bat because I was not any of it. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to be one mad son of a bitch if I hit that hot wire when I come down. <laughs> that would have been, oh, that'd been the ultimate insult, wouldn't it? Just sit there and just get uh-huh. zapped as you're trying to get up. <laughs> the worst thing about it, this horse, he, he probably took about three more jumps up the hill. And then he just stopped and looked at me like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, really? I'm here because of you. Oh. Yeah, I had a, I was riding a, a horse for my dad and uh I had a pretty got had him going pretty good and then uh I, I was a day working at the time and wheat harvest was uh wheat harvest come up and uh got a job driving tractor for a minute and let him sit during that whole deal and we got rained out for a day. I said, well, I better go kick that colt around. And he is acting real nice and saddled him. Go swing up on him. And right as the old leg just about lands on the other side, he busts into and never caught a stirrup. <laughs> You're like grabbing on his for anything, you know, still trying to pull his face around, trying to catch the other stirrup, almost got it, got him rode out. And then he really caught another gear and, Flapped me right down and then stood there and I'm sure just laughing, laughing at me, just kind of chuckling, but just stood there and looked at me. Fucker. Yeah, they'll do that. You know, there's almost nothing more degrading than a horse that just stops and looks. Mm, yeah, it just stares at you. Just I'd okay. rather that some bitch fuck off because at least then he knows what he's doing. But when they turn back and look, it's like, son of a bitch. Well, you got to go catch one. You you uh, you run out of steam pretty quick, and by the time you finally do get them caught, you're you're trying all the old tricks and trades, and you're being nice and talking sweet and whatever. But if they're just standing there right there looking at you and not even trying to get away, mm-hmm. twist a little wire in my brain. I get I get hot. Yeah, I do too. You know, I've rode with some guys that always pack a pistol on their side like their John. And I've never really understood it. And I look back at all those things like, you know what? It's a good thing I don't. <laughs> I would have packed the saddle out of the hill a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, up here, like, gun laws are so strict and everything. We're not allowed to have any cool shit. That would be bad. And I was yeah. telling the boss the other day, I said, you know, it's probably a good damn thing. We're not allowed to drive with guns out here. And I said, because there'd be a lot of dead horses and there'd be a lot of dead fucking cows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, dead dogs. <laughs> I'm not sure who the who the person that wait until you have a flock of turkeys jump up and one flies and snags a wing between your horse and back cinch. I bet that was a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that was a fun one. <laughs> oh. That would have scared the shit out of me, just the sound, you know, like those, those old turkeys, when they get to rattling that, like, if you, if you don't know it's coming, that's pretty jarring. Yeah. I've seen Colt stick a back foot through a cinch before. That's entertaining. Oh, I bet so. I, I bet that's, 
Well, yeah, I bet that's a wreck. I think a lot of that goes back to a lot of the argument of a, do you rope with a single rig or do you do a double rig? It's like, well, look at the people nowadays. They have a double rig, but their back cinch has never done mm. up. Yeah. You might as well just go get a single rig. Yeah. yeah. I always try to keep mine, at, if not snug, at least up touching the belly because, I don't know, I, I, I ride pins, so... I, I don't want to where if it's a little loose and you go to the wood and that saddle comes up and it whops them in the belly, you got oh, a yeah. new wreck coming. Mm. Going up, they yep. don't like that shit. Yeah. No. <clears throat> yeah. And, and I, I, like I said, I, I ride in the feedlot, so I, I don't need a gate rod sticking through my back cinch and, you know, I, 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 you never want to be connected to a gate unwillingly. No. Well, I don't imagine. No, I, I mean, I, I've seen, I've seen some, some wrecks. I've, I've stopped some wrecks. I, I saw a gal that was, uh, she was working the bud box and standing behind the gate like this as the, as the, you know, a draft was coming through. Wow, that, that's gonna hurt. Promise you that one's gonna hurt. Well, those bud boxes are a death trap to begin with. I don't. I don't know. I don't mind them um, if they're if they're de, if they're designed right. They they flow pretty good. But I know a place that did it all pipe and metal, sheet metal. Well, they hung mm-hmm. the sheet metal on the inside. Oh, so if you happen to be foot, unless you got mm. ops, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah, that's a that could be a, a real big issue. Especially for a short fat guy like me, I can't jump. Yeah, same here. Like I'm, I'm, I'm now. I got no hops. Yeah, no, I need help over the fence. <laughs> yeah, and that that all comes back to the original purpose of cowboying is to not be a foot when you're working with a wild beast. Yeah, well, and it. <laughs> It's all fun and games until a farmer des- designs your trip. Mm, yeah. Miserable to be a horseback. Everything is yeah. back. Yeah. 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 And well, and they'll, uh, they'll, they'll design it. Like it's, it's nothing is frustrating more than, than, uh, you know, a guy that designs it all on foot that has never sat a horseback. So then your chains are all, down low and then you so you got to like lean way over to grab a chain or oh, or yeah. reach down to to get a gate rod whatever it is it's and the biggest thing that gets me especially down around this part is it's people that have never really worked a cow mm-hmm. it's people that have they might have grown up rodeoing mm-hmm. but there's a big difference in being a rodeo cowboy and being a functional working one, in my opinion. And not, not, I mean, I don't want the argument or the namesayers to come after me, but would you build an 18 foot alley and you're going to try and sort cows from calves and run a gate? 18 foot's a little wide. <laughs> it's a tad bit wide. Like if you're going to try and expect your horse to jump back and forth to do that, you know, like really? Yeah, that's it's a little bit wide. Uh, those well, belly... we wanted it wide enough we could drive a loader down it. Eighteen foot's more than plus. Mm, yeah, 
I like a little bit narrower where we can actually hold the cattle and do something without having two guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. There, that just goes back to guys that haven't actually had to work cattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. what we went today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got some real winners where I work. Like, and it's shipping time now, so all the patrons on their crowd day, they come out and help us, and you just drive <laughs> crowd. You're just like, fuck, today's going to suck. Oh, yeah, that... Yeah, it's it, it amazes me. We, uh... When we were calving heifers there, there at that cactus yard, and we... We, uh... They sent a bunch of the guys down from the corporate office to help us, uh calf heifers and they were they were running night crew and motherfucker they would not let these heifers go more than 10 minutes before they were bringing them to the chute to pull a calf and it's like my god man we don't need to pull 30 calves a night i promise you (laughs) i promise you it's not that bad it's not that bad just let let them let them be a cow they're they're better at it than we are yeah well, yeah. like, you know, working with these patrons and everything, you know, you're trying to sort and you, you get, you finally get a flow going and you're sorting and everything's going good. And you get some fucking lady that comes running up the alleyway going, that's my cow. That's my cow. Yep. I know. I've taken care of your cows all fucking summer. I know which ones are yours and which ones aren't. <laughs> but that's my cow. Well, it's not your fucking brand. Yeah. And then yeah. your boat stopped, and it's a miserable bastard to get it again. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, once you, yeah, like you said, once you get a flow going, like you don't, like whether you're sorting, counting, whatever it is, like once once you're in that little zone and everything's moving at the at the right pace. Sometimes that's a fast pace, sometimes it's not. But when they're moving at a consistent pace, you don't want to stop that because then it's hell getting it back. Yeah, it is. It's like all these guys that want to come out and be a weekend warrior. Like, that's fine. More power to you. If you got the job where you can take three-day weekends, come be a cowboy, like, that's cool. By all means, do it. Like, more help is awesome. But when you're holding roe deer, we don't need all you cocksuckers in there making a picket fence where we can't drive a pair out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at that point in time, in my opinion, by all means, go outside, go up to the beer cooler and belly up for a while. Let us do our job. Yeah. There's 30 guys right there and you can't drive a single thing out of it. I'm going to lose my shit and someone might get home <laughs> the head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I always like going to, you know, you go to Brandon and, and right you know, there's always the sorting process right before, and uh, yeah, I guess there's some guys that just leave ev- leave everything in in a big bunch. But when when it comes to that, if I don't know the outfit very well, if it's not my outfit, I don't I don't work there, and I don't I'm not very in tune with that outfit. I'll just go sit on the fence. I don't care. I got I don't need to. I didn't don't need to go prove how cowboy I am today. Like nah, it's not not my crew. I'm not familiar with it. Let's wait till we're ready to go, Brand. I know how to do that. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's the best fun. way to be when you go to outfits like that is, you know, <laughs> once the crew's got something figured out, you're out of the way. 
And if you don't yeah. know what's going on, you're more of a hindrance and more of a pain in the ass. Yeah. You know, go wait to do something that you know how to do when it's that time. And it's always a lot nicer when they say, hey, can you come help me with this? As opposed to get the fuck out of the gate. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. it's like I've told Tappy a while back. So, you know what? I'm pretty confident in my abilities and I'm pretty confident with where I'm at. Like I have, I'm, I'm fine. I'll sit back. I'll wait. Yeah. Like you said, it, it's better when they call for your help and it's a big slap. <sighs> I love this. This is my favorite thing to do. Sit back, be that guy. And everyone's like, Oh, he's a dink. Oh, he's a dink. That's why he's sitting back there. He doesn't know his ass from holding it. They're like, Hey, get on and rope. And you're in there. Two-toeing the shit out of calves and just necking the hell out of them. Then all those guys are like, oh shit. No, yeah, he's yeah. for a reason. Yeah. You know, that's 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 a big slap in the face. Yeah. No, I like I, I like just to sit back, you know, when especially especially Brandon time, because everybody's got a different way they do things. And if you're not, you're not in tune with that, just wait till shit gets going. And then, cause like once they start bringing calves to the fire, there's not much difference there. I think, you know, it's what side we branded on. What are the earmarks? Who's cutting? Who's branding? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's pretty straightforward from there, but the process getting up to that, everybody's got a little different way. And if you don't know, yeah. Yeah, just hang back and wait till somebody asks for your help. I mean, everybody yeah. likes the brand a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've all been around a few outfits of brand differently. Yeah. What's your favorite way to brand? Would you rather sort all the cows off and just run mm-hmm. 20, 30 calves in at a time? Or would you rather leave those calves, all the cows, or, you know, sort out a big portion, but leave cows in there and just go in there and head and hail. I know a lot of guys that are snagging dragon. That's just kind of, I mean, it's fun, but it's kind of boring too. Let's see where I grew up at. Oh, go ahead, Tuffy. Up in our part of the country, heading and healing isn't like, isn't very popular. There's a few places that do it, but not very much. And it's normally just, you know, heal them and drag them to the fire. And when we're doing that, I'd rather there be cows. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's a yeah. lot easier. Them cows, them calves will settle. They'll stand behind a ca- behind or beside a cow, and you'll get a shot. Whether mm. you got a pen of just calves, you know, you get down to the bottom, the end of them calves. I mean, them are the smart fuckers. Them are the hard yeah. ones to rope. It, yeah, and, you, and it's nice having that cow in there that you can kind of sneak around a cow and sneak around. And you can set your shots on those smart mm. ones. But there's a lot of guys these days, at least I've noticed around here, they're like, well, we don't like having to search for a calf through all those cows. <clears throat> well, dump some of those cows out. Like, mm. you're fine, but you want to talk, you know, the big deal is is low stress handling. Mm. Well, if you don't, if you let that calf right back up and go right back in the herd, isn't it better he goes right back and finds his mom mm. versus yep. keep being sorted off? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not a very smart guy at all. But let's be a little bit, you know, let's be realistic on this deal. You sort yeah. all your calves off. You're putting twice as much strength. And I know some guys go, "Well, we'll sort all the calves off and run 25 in." 
brand them to shove them out with the cows. I'm like, yeah, but what about the rest of the calves the entire time? Yeah. Yeah. And I know some people head and heel. And when that calf, you know, they sort out half the cows. Well, when you're done branding, that calf, the heathen will drag him out with the other, the cows. Mm. And then when you get down to where there's more cows than calves, you sort out a bunch more cows, but you always keep shit in there. So no matter what, that calf's getting up and going to a mall. Yeah. Now, I I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, personally, like it, it, either it doesn't matter if you're if you're just flat assing them or if you're head and heel. I, I think if you sort out about half to two thirds of the cows right off the bat, and keep the rest in there, settle the bunch, and then as you as you're branding calves and and turning them back out, uh, yeah, then you dump cows as you go. But yeah, it's good to have some cows in there until you're down to like the very last, like say twenty five head. Then yeah, if, if if that cow will go, fine. If not whatever but i think up until you get down to like the very tail end at least in my experience that's that's how it's worked the best i've tried i know a lot of guys that that sort off and uh and back home we didn't there wasn't anybody that headed and healed unless they were some real big calves or just you know you get down to that last last one or two um and i i think it's good having at least one or two cows at the very minimum but i i think it's better just kind of sort the big chunk of them off and then dump them as you go. Yeah. <laughs> we were a couple of years ago and the Browning crew was just a bunch of city people and, you know, didn't really know what they're doing and just were there more for drink beer than anything. And the guy that was running the Browning, it was his family and he is getting real pissed off because he kept having to nag everybody to do stuff. And I mean, we, there, there was times we had calves on the ground for like, three four minutes oh wow mm. you know so he looked at me and he goes and we had some cows in the pen there was a pretty big yearling in there and he looked at me and he goes net that big yearling and wake everybody up <laughs> okay okay all right <laughs> yes sir yeah <laughs> And everything come tight, and he made a big old circle around and went back towards the Brandon pot and everything, and I just started letting rope slide. And I just hauled <laughs> the fuck out of the way. You want to see people scattered. <laughs> I bet so. Yeah. But you know what? After after we got my rope back and laid that yearling down and let him go, you know, people were alive. They were getting their job done, and they were paying attention, and they woke the fuck up. Yeah. Well, and I've known some guys are like, well, if we, you leave the cows in there, there's always those two or three that get brand in and just lay down, then they get trampled on. It's like, if you got a good set of guys up or open and are a horseback, they're going to see that and they're going to pull that calf out. Yeah. yeah. They'll be like, hey, we need to get this calf, you know, be if he's cut <laughs> and just not moving good or just too young or whatever. If you got decent people a horseback, they're gonna see it and pull it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, you got some guys that come in there and brand, they don't work there. They're what we call weekend warriors. They don't give a shit. As long as they're there roping. They the only thing they care about is they get to show up and rope. Yep. But if yeah. you that give a in shit in my opinion, you know, if you're that guy, I mean anyway, if I'm running a branding and you're gonna be that guy that just comes 
I'm just there to route. This is only my job. I'm just here to route. You're probably get the fuck out. Go home. Yeah. Like, I don't want you here. I want somebody that's going to treat these cabs like they're their own. <laughs> Pick up a vaccination gun or something, you know? Like, there, well, there, there's something to do. You don't have to go mug a calf if you don't want to, but you can refill vaccine guns or something. Do do something that, you know, typically gets pawned off to the kids, but still it's an important job. That's the thing we run into here a lot is everyone, well, I'm too good to run a vaccine gun. Oh, fuck off. The vaccine's one of the most important like, things there. I will run that vaccine gun. I'll run it like a boss. Give that it. shit. That shit's not cheap and it works good. So let's let's make sure it gets done right, you know? Put that shot in the right spot because if not, chances are that cocksucker's going to get picked and who's out there doctoring it? I am <laughs> and the rest of this crew. So mm. let's do it right the first time. I will run that vaccine all day long you bet give it to me yeah well and if they say they botch an earmark or something well that costs you a hell of a lot less than you know say you get a you get an abscess on 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 that shot because they 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 stick the the needle in a in a pile of shit or something and so then you got to go doctor that thing you got to give him medicine you got your time involved and then you're probably also if it's not healed up by the time that calf needs to sell, you're going to get docked on, on that too. So like, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, that, that shit's far more important than, you know, just a, you know, a botched earmark or something or, or a botched brand even because chances are that even though that bot, that brand's botched, he's going to be with a bunch of his, his brothers and sisters that have a, have a good mark. So, I mean, you can kind of, you can kind of deduce that pretty quick. Yeah. So yeah, like that medicine shit's pretty pretty important, and it's uh, oh, you bet it is. And the other thing I hate about a branding plan, and I think we've all ran into this guy, is a lot of you know your branding pins are fairly small. He'll have sixty foot of rope, and when he ropes up, he's got to use all sixty foot. Oh yeah, um, I like a long rope, I really do. But oh, I do too. I rope with sixty foot, but yeah. I don't but, have to be on the end of it either. No, see, I, I like the sixty foot because if I if I'm out doctoring by myself, I can you know particularly the bigger ones, I I can rope them and uh, and slide a bunch of rope till they're about forty foot out there, and then you know chuck them down a little bit without just really wearing down your horse. But that makes no sense in the Brandon pin because you're somebody's going to get tripped up. Uh, somebody's going to get rim fired and it just, it leads to a wreck. Well, and it sees guys in a branding pin. Like you see that guy with that long rope, everything, you know, at least that's my part of the country is that guy with the long rope. You're like, yeah, you haven't been in a branding pen that much because if you're going to hold on to that some bitch all day, 60 feet like your arms are gonna get damn tired of just coiling and holding on to that son of a bitch oh yeah mm. and they're the guys yep. that they'll they'll heal something a ways away from the fire and they'll sit there and slide rope all the way until that hitter hits the fire that's like okay i like the slide rope too like i don't know a cowboy around on a slick corner that doesn't like to slide some rope it's it's, it's pretty cool. fucking cool it's it's like it's your fun. john wayne move even though john yeah, wayne i don't know if he ever roped it, you know your header's really pulling something and you can roast that horn see some smoke come up it's like holy God. God. makes you, know, you makes fun. you feel badass it, it does. does 
But when you're sitting in the middle of that random pin and someone else is over there got something necked and they're trying to get shortened up on it, now you're in the fucking road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, there there's a time and place to be a fucking a hand and there's a time and place to be a fucking dink. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I, you, you see the guys that just dally and just let that that calf windmill around them and like oh, just that shit push him to the corner, go get short and take him to the fire. Give a handle. Yeah, some Give sort of handle. handle. Any any sort of handle. I'll take a shitty handle at least as long as it's some sort of a handle. <clears throat> and I, I'm not the best on that. Like full full clarification, I'm not not much of a hand one. <laughs> when it comes to these compared to a lot of other guys, but yeah, I, I can, I can pop my dallies and, and get them back into the, to the bunch and ride up and get short pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the long rope a lot, but yeah. And like you were saying that your arm gets tired. I've done, I've done, I went to a couple Brandon's with, you know, carrying my full 60 footer and, Wax cotton gets real heavy after a while. Real heavy. You ain't kidding. That's my favorite rope, but man, it it gets heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So I like when I go to a branding, I got like a 40 footer. In the tack room, I throw that on my saddle and that's what I'll rope with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know, I have some of those wax cottons that have broken or just gotten wore out. You. You kind of cut them down to that sweet spot, you know, for mm-hmm. a brand pin rope. I mean, I do. I mean, this is going to sound retarded as all hell, but I have that wax cottons. That that's all they are. They're Brandon rope. Mm. Yeah, I, they, I'm they, they overshot of that trailer just waiting for the days that I have to go to a Brandon pin. The yeah, when they get broken just right, and the good thing about cottons, they'll they'll stay at that that good broke in level for a long fucking time too. If you don't fray them. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, once, once they hit that sweet spot, man, that's a, I don't know if there is a better rope. I don't, I mean, the only rope I use now. Yeah. I like them. I, I like those. Um, what is it, like the, the Uozo, uh, polys. I don't mind those. Um, and I don't mind a like a nylon poly blend, but those those kink too easy. Uh, E4 ropes come out with a couple pretty sweet ropes. Oh, okay. They have the E4 ropes have a nylon poly mix and it, it holds up really nice. And then they just have a solid nylon that's really nice. Thing is, you can only get them in forty-five footers. See, I think that's what I have right now. Um are those the ones that uh, Kirk Lohoff sells from time to time? I don't know exactly. Okay, I I know I'm pretty sure that's what I have. Uh, I like those E fours. When I go team, when I team roped a lot, I used a lot of those E fours. But mm. I use them. You know, they come with 45 footers, and that that nylon poly mix they have right now. It's called the Yellow Jacket E four Yellow Jacket. Mm. Pretty sweet rope. Get that in the extra soft. Nice. And I think I've, I've raw high I've got burn. this. With a speed burner uh, on top of it, oh, yeah. that's fucking sweet. I uh, I think I've got the, um, I think I've got the the straight nylon one, but yeah, it's it's a pretty nice rope. I've, I've I've had it for, I've been using it for about two months, and I like it. They got a couple different straight nylons. The straight nylon one that I really like is called the 
contraband. It's kind of like a reddish pinkish color. Mm. And you get that in the extra soft and it's it's about like us it's about like the perfect blend between a a poly and a wore out nylon. You know, that mm. almost not real raggy, but still yeah. have the body, you can still do some. Yeah. That's that's the thing with those those polys. Once they uh once they get broke in a little bit, I can't I can't pick up heels to save my life. I like I can't keep it open. Yeah, I can't heal, but I can neck all day long. Yeah, I, and you can reach way the fuck out there too. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. You put a put a rawhide Honda on there too and yeah, you can really stretch out there and just Yeah, I just sent one to Tuffy. It's a it's a rawhide Honda, but we put a speed burner on the end of it. Oh, okay. So it, I mean, it's fast. I bet that's real fast, yeah. But the cool thing about it is is if you ever get in that bind and you catch yourself by yourself, you're like, oh shit, I just gotta get my rope off. You throw about two coils down that and just fish it around, and there it stays open, and it's nice. You can get yourself out of a bind in a hurry. Nice. Nice. I got a buddy that works with me here that he kind of he braided them and he started throwing them on there and i i'll get a brand new rope and i'll cut the honda off and tie one of them in it every time huh well when we uh we get done here let me catch your number and i'll uh i'll buy one from it from you that sounds sounds like a hell of a deal i'm, yeah. I'm looking real forward to getting one yeah i want to try I, one I, i've been a lot needing of cool a new sh- mail right now well not me my girlfriend's getting a lot of cool shit Nice. I, I just got to get down there to get to get it. Yeah. Dude, she's going to find that rope and she's not going to give it to you. She's going to realize it's hers now. Hey, she just bought a real nice bit. I got her and it cost a lot of money. <laughs> is that that concho bit I was seeing? Yeah. Dude, that thing is sweet. I got two of them and it freaking near broke me, but I got them. <laughs> that is cool, dude. And I was real worried when I got them bits because the guy finished them for me and then his Facebook got hacked. And that was the only way I was talking to him was on Facebook. So he got them done. I sent him the money. And then he said, I'm going to mail your bits tomorrow. And so the next day come and I opened up my messenger to see if he sent the bits and like everything was gone. I couldn't message him. I couldn't call him. Oh, fuck. I was like, fuck, I just got fucked. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Thank God they showed up and he was, I didn't get fucked. I was real happy about that because I was out like $1,100 Canadian. Because she, uh, she posted a picture, was it this afternoon? Yeah. A little, a little uh, sorrel horse between the haystacks or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool little bit. You could see it flashing on that little horse. That was cool. Yeah, Who I made them? Down to Washington next week. I'll send you better pictures of them, but they're real cool. Nice. Who who made them? Um. Oh, Robert. Uh, Robert Madison. Oh, okay. I I don't know. I don't, I've never heard of that one. I guess. Yeah, he's out of Kansas. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I went and looked him up. He's act. He does some pretty good work. Nice. Yeah. I was kind of digging some of those bits he was turning out. Yeah, I was. Well, that's why I got him, and you know, super nice guy to deal with because I finally. I finally tracked his his website down and I got a number and I called it and I was like, Hey, like what's going on here with your Facebook and everything? 
I'm real yeah. worried about these bits. And he's like, oh, no, got hacked, you know. So, an honest, genuine guy that, you know, he's got my business now. Well, say on, on that same note, I, I just bought a, a saddle from a fellow in Nebraska named uh, James Vanderstreek. And uh, I had a similar, like, he sent me the uh, picture of the tracking info. And, you know, on these phones nowadays, you can you can just, like, press down on it, and then it'll say track shipment. I was like, oh, I had never done that before because I was going to try to zoom in and so I could write the number down. Um, so I went to track shipment, and then it said, this shipment has not been created. And I was like, what the fuck, guy? What the fuck? And then so I was like, all right, well, I don't want to I don't want to blow my top here. So I went and wrote down the number and typed it in and then it popped up and I was like, all right, perfect. Well, got the saddle a couple of days ago and as advertised. So uh uh is it James or Jesse? I don't know. I think it was James Vanderstreek. Anyway, good dude to trade with. So for future reference for people. Nice. Yeah, that's always a good thing. I that's also a cool thing about having a cowboy podcast is you get to you get to kind of showcase some of these these guys that uh whether whether they make shit or they trade shit, you know. That's a, it's every every couple of days you see on those Facebook groups somebody like don't do business with this guy and there's just there's a lot of counterfeit motherfuckers out there. Well, oh, yeah. I was kind of talking tough about this. <laughs> I trade everything. Everything's for trade. Fuck, I'm yep. a trading fool. You know, and I get I get teased a little bit quite a, well, quite a bit really. Why do you trade? I'm like, well, he has something that I want and I have something he wants. Like, let's yeah. face it, we're making cowboy wage. We're not rich by any means. Yeah. Trading's just as big a part of cowboying as the as the rope is. But I was like, oh, you yeah. know, if you look back, it's like even before all this shit, you know, back in the good old days, you know, if an old gal had a bunch of chickens and you raised some beef, she would trade you a shitload of eggs for some beef, you know? Mm-hmm. How the country was kind of how it settled and went you traded you didn't have much you, mm. you know if they had something that you wanted you made it up and somehow and i love to trade i trade ropes i trade bits fuck i trade horses i've fuck i've traded a bottle of whiskey for a horse and turn come find out it's the best horse i own so yeah for a yeah, bottle of whiskey Ain't a bad trade. Ain't a bad trade. You know, at one point in time, I would have told you this is the worst counterfeit dirty son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And now he's probably one of the best kids horse I have. Well, that's those horses that are, that you know, you say this is a counterfeit son of a bitch. They either, that ends up being 100% true in the long run, or they come around and they tend out to be real good horses. But, you know, yeah. I, I traded a bottle of whiskey for him. Mm. A lot of people, well, I paid $10,000 for my kid's horse. Well, you got hosed. Yeah. 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 I mean, if, for me, it's okay because I cowboy day in, day out. Mm. Yeah. So I have the miles and the means to making, you know, just dog a horse. Yeah. So a bottle of whiskey, like, that's nothing for me. But I can't go drop ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 like those guys are to buy that nice horse. Yeah. No, you yeah. gotta, gotta make- you gotta start with a shitter and hope they turn out good enough that you can make a little bit of money oh, on them and then maybe buy another nicer horse. 
but you and know, turn them around you know, for a little bit more money. And you like it for a while, and a buddy comes up, and he's got a bet, a bit you think you like a little better, you trade for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's I think we're getting, we're getting ready to go back a lot more to that whole trade system. I, I think the money's not going to be worth a whole lot here, here before That's too not- long. Be the point up here where money isn't really worth anything up here. Uh, we we're getting pretty close to that down here too. Yeah, you know, there's nothing worse to you get a, you know, you got a nice silver bit, and yeah, it's it's not the most expensive or marked up bit. You know, have a good maker's mark on it. Someone goes, well, I got a set of bags. I'll trade for it. What? Since when is leather equivalent to so? Yeah. It's oh, exactly really nice leather, like really nice. But instead of a candle bag, a leather candle bag. Come yeah. On. yeah. Like oh, there's yeah. Jew and then there's Jewish. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um don't don't say that too loud or Kanye will be calling you. Uh, <laughs> He'll be asking for tips. <laughs> Um, no, I, I I think you're right. There's uh there there's people that are real proud about about some shit and uh, and they have no no reason to be or not enough reason to be, I guess. Well, then there's some of these guys, you know, they have the same bit I have, you know, and I I figure my trade value is on it is maybe like three hundred fifty bucks. And it's the exact same bit made by the exact same guy. They're like, well, I want 1200 for model. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. 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 You're up in the night asking 1200 <laughs> Get right out of town with that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's like when you see somebody uh, trading a, a, a used Coriani saddle for $1,000. And- yeah, you can buy it brand new for 700 bucks. Yeah. Um it's like get fucked. Kindly go fuck yourself. Yeah. I uh what what's the what's the best like Facebook trading story you guys have ever come across? Or you know, like online trading deal where you, you make like what was what, the I guess maybe not the best, but the most memorable. I had oh, a- I- I had a full set of rawhide uh, <laughs> they're pretty nice like they weren't nothing super special but I valued them pretty close to like 400 bucks 350 okay, yeah, so a good set you know I would have been satisfied I mean they weren't nothing special but they were a real nice set of user greens mm-hmm. full rawhide good buttons really nice and he had a double Twisted copper snaffle. <laughs> Professional's he, choice, I'm guessing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Feed store all the way. Mm. He goes, Well, I'll trade you this this you know, double twisted snaffle for that. And I just I messaged him back I'm like, Bud, I will <laughs> give that snaffle to my ex wife. It's such a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well this is a really nice bit i've trained a lot of horses in it and i just politely and i couldn't i'm i'm bad about this i couldn't just let it go 
of like any horse that you trained, I would I wouldn't even feed it to my dogs. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I, I'm probably pretty guilty for being about half tuned up on Bartley soup that night. But you, you know, have that. Like you're gonna take your thirty five dollar bit and try and trade it to a, somebody for a three hundred fifty dollar, you know, situation. Like, well, I guarantee you that's probably worked for him a couple times though. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> he saw me. That's for it. Yeah, I mean, I I've traded traded some shit that I knew wasn't worth anything, but somebody was gonna go ahead and I I I, th- I told them what it is, and they're like, you know, I trade trade they're a seventy f- enough or sucker enough to go for it. You yeah. know, that I mean, it, bad in a sense, but in another sense, I don't. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like you get it, and you're just like, ha. Ah. I should have told that guy, but I didn't, and I don't feel that bad about it. (laughs) Boy, if he doesn't know what his shit's worth, yeah. Just at the end of the day, like he's probably a dink. I'm not that mad about it. (laughs) He doesn't cowboy enough at that point. Yeah, because I know every bit of my shit's worth. Yeah, yeah. But that goes back, kind of like what I was telling Touch the one time is. You can see a dink coming into a situation or not, just off his, his pack and his rig. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so, so you are you from Idaho? Uh, kind of born and raised in that area? Or? Yeah, I was born and raised right there in northern Idaho, and then I kind of ventured out and cowboyed to other places and kind of got sucked into this deal. And it, it's a good, it's a good place to work. And it's a good, it's a good gig. Yeah, um, where at in northern is like up in the Panhandle, Idaho, or uh, my northern Idaho is in Mackey, so we're kind of more towards the upper or middle okay. Montana, and then where I'm at now, I'm in southern Idaho, so I'm down by the Utah border. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I've I've spent I've been through Idaho a little bit, but we we go up to we've been up to. Um, chalice the last couple of years for braun brothers and oh yeah that's right next to mackie then yeah yeah so i know where mackie's at <laughs> yeah it's um pretty country up there then i've been up around like lewiston and moscow and stuff like that nice um what's the what's the cowboy style for the most part up there more buckaroo than anything uh you get up around like that northern country they're more i don't know like you're Kind of a cross between a buckaroo and a Texas puncher, I guess. Yeah, but they're real proud of their rubber. I'll tell you that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you get down around the southern Idaho, you're you're down there close enough to the Nevada border and stuff. You're 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 hitting the buckaroo style. You know, there's a little bit more of a flat hat, and everybody's slick horned, and and I love my slick. Like, yeah, actually, that's like corn at all. Um, there's some guys that we call wanneroos. <laughs> Boy, they play the part really big, but they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get you get those everywhere, no matter what style. Just they got they got all the gear. They got they look the part, but 
Yeah. yeah when, the, when the rope comes tight, they are no help. No. No. Hey, you guys got to excuse me. I got to go ro- yell at my dogs before they wake the wife. All right. Go <laughs> yell. Right go yell. <laughs> Them dogs will get you. Exactly. That's a bitch. Well, sh- <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh shit. Are you running uh, any dogs up there? No, I'm I'm not much of a dog guy. I grew up more more in uh in small you know, like the where I grew up, like a big pasture is about a thousand acres. Uh oh. I mean, that was a big pasture. Most everything was half section, quarter section, and and it was flat as shit. So not a lot of brush, not really much need for a dog. And um tell you the truth, when like growing up anyways. Uh, a guy that had a dog was often more often than not was way more of a hindrance than help. So like, yeah, I, I, I got, can be. I, I got soured on dogs pretty early, but now that I've, I've been around, uh, you know, out here in country where people actually use dogs and they kind of, they have a, a legit purpose. I, I love watching a good dog work, but I, I got so soured on them early where it just like, like he he was saying, like a as a we 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 always called them like uh like dime store cowboys and yeah they they'd have a they have the nicest saddle and bit in the in the place and that a lot of times they'd have the nicest horse and a dog that wasn't worth a fuck yeah but they were awful proud of him and you know if you tell a guy to put his dog away you might as well call his mother a whore yeah yeah they get they get pretty upset about that yeah. But all that being said, I like it watching a good dog work. Yeah, there's a time and place for a dog. Sorry, I'm back. You're good. We're we're, we're talking dogs now. Oh, you want one? I'll give you this son of a bitch. <laughs> she's actually a pretty sweet dog. She ain't bad at all. She's she's a border collie hanging tree. Just she'll try your patience. Yeah, you'll have that. I, I think, like I said, I, I I grew up in country where we didn't use dogs much, and and the guys that had them were were your one roo types that they had they had all the nicest stuff except the dog, but they were the proudest of the dog. And yeah, and so I, I got soured on on working dogs early, but now that I live out in country where they make a lot more sense. I like watching a good dog work, but I, I don't know know much about them. Like my my dog's a pet. My I don't have working dogs. I tell you what, you want a really good dog? Hit up my good buddy Steve, and on a good day, you'll get a good dog food dish too. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you'll get that Brian pan. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Brian pan. <laughs> I'm actually the other day. I ready for my dog. My dog food pan. Yeah, <laughs> goofy bastard. <laughs> oh, that that was that was that was a good podcast. That one was fun. You know, Steve is a good guy. God, he's a good guy. Yeah, he is. Pretty handy. He knows his shit. He, you know, he's been around the block time too, and he's got some pretty good dogs. And I'm excited. I've been telling you for like a month and a half now. Like, how want that damn dog? You know, he's he's kept the dog for me. 
He goes, when are you going to come get this dog? And I'm like, well, Christ sakes, man, I'm trying to get 3,000 head gathered and weaned and pregged, plus for fall cabin. Like, give me some time. He goes, well, how much time? Yeah. I was like, I'll come get around Thanksgiving. He goes, better bring me some turkey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just such a laid back, easy going guy. That's a good dude. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I uh, I'll have to I'll have to go back and listen to that episode that I, I saw it saw it there the other day and I haven't I haven't listened to it but I'll, I'll go back and I had check to it edit out. out. I had to edit out like the first forty minutes of it, forty minutes of that <laughs> podcast thing so that I fucking degenerate and Steven. <laughs> hey, you can't leave Brandon out. Yeah, Brandon and his goat. Brandon <laughs> goat like forever. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh I, I don't I don't delete any of my stuff. I uh I uh Well I figure No, well go ahead. I, I'm I, I just I, I figure if I if I need to delete it, we we'll just might as well just not put the podcast out, you know, because I like eh, that's a lot of work, so I'll just <laughs> not put it up. <laughs> well poor Taffy. <laughs> so the very first night I got in with these guys and got to talk to them. It was well past our rated. Oh, yeah. Uh, we probably did, what, at least two hours, Taffy? Yeah, at least. And it was talking nothing about, like, courthouses and fights. <laughs> wild times. And, I mean, it got, it got wild. And, I mean, and the sad part about it is, is you get enough cowboy scudder, those are the stories you're going to hear. I know. Oh, See, yeah. this. You know, See, this, I mean, this is what you do is you you save that and you're like all right we're we're getting real loosey-goosey with the language here we're gonna take this over to behind the paywall and now we're going to patreon so if you want to hear the rest of this conversation you got to pay me a couple bucks a month i mean and that's the way because then you can say whatever the fuck you want and the only people that are going to hear it are the people that are actually paying you money to hear it so that not would have been a good one because there wasn't anybody that wasn't laughing and having a blast on it. Oh, yeah. oh, it was a good time. And you know, the funny part about that night is I had a buddy of mine and he's not real. He's not a cowboy. I mean, he kind of thinks he is, but he's just a farmer. And he was sitting in the truck next to me because, you know, I got to come to the gas station and do these things where I get good service. And he's sitting there and his eyes are just wide. And he couldn't believe, like, got done the podcast. He's like, did that actually happen? I'm like, I'm fuckers ain't lying. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's what I, like I said, the, I mean, that's why we both started this deal. Cause we all know those guys that got stories that like people need to hear that shit. Like people want to hear that. And, uh, I, I, like, there's nothing better than, you know, it's like after Brandon, you go, you go eat, you crack a couple cold beers and people just start telling tall tales and like fucking buckle up. Let's, let's tell some stories now. Well, yeah. that's kind of like how I got started on Tuffy's podcast, you know, is number one is I just started listening to him. I was like, you know what? That's the real shit. That's, you know, that's more like what people are wanting to hear. They don't want to hear the politics and nothing. Mm. They don't want everybody's rewrite story about how punchy they are. They want the fun stuff, the stuff mm -hmm. that people laugh. Like, you know, anybody, any Joe bloke, get on there and feed you a crock of shit and tell you how handy they are. 
Yeah. You know, in my line, like in where I'm at, is don't tell me how handy you are. Show me. Right. It's just like those rewrite stories, you know, like what we were talking the other night. It wasn't anything about how cowboy we were. It was the retarded, stupid shit that we do. Well, because the the stuff that works like it's supposed to makes a shitty story because you're like, oh, well, yeah. I, I blew to him and I necked him. And I, I got short and turned left, and he came in and picked up heels, and we doctored the son of a bitch and let him go. Well, it's, do. yeah, it would, it's funner in hell when you're doing it, but it's not worth a shit as a story until you know you you, uh, you throw your rope out there and your horse sails off left, and you 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 just barely catch your 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 dallies before you run out of sixty foot. You know, like that, that's the start of a good story. You know, and like, you go all the way back to that night where I first got introduced to Tuffy and everything. If I had Brandon's address, I'd buy a blow up goat and I'd send it to him. <laughs> I will send you his address. I know where he lives. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I mean, I've never actually like officially met Tuffy or nothing, but you know, you get on a podcast or just get in a group conversation with a bunch of guys and you can tell within the first five minutes if you guys are going to get along or not. So, I had a, I got a buddy from that I went to college with. Uh, he owns the the sale barn in Loma, Colorado, old George Raftopolis, and we were we were trying to do like a market report. Uh, and he's he was too busy. We were trying to do one uh, once a week, and, and then it you know devolved into a bullshit session. And I forget, it was right around Valentine's Day, and somebody had sent me this article about where you can you can mold your butthole and, and send it off and they'll, they'll make chocolate buttholes that you can send to somebody. Oh, and we, a whole new level. Yeah. So we got to, <laughs> we got to talking about that on, on the podcast and uh, another guy that I went to college with uh, who sells his calves at Loma livestock. Uh, the, the couple of weeks later came, went up to George and said, Hey, uh, I'll, uh, are you going to, you gonna add a couple of chocolate buttholes in on uh, on this this deal when you write me a check or what's what's the deal here? <laughs> and Georgia, son of a bitch, I know it shouldn't have been on, on that podcast. <laughs> you know what, Tuffy? Brandon's getting some chocolate uh, goat's ass, and Kevin's getting some chocolate cat ass. There yeah, go. there you go. <laughs> Especially since he's the one that likes putting the cat asses in the fence. <laughs> what? And then, and then for your best friend, you wait till you're pregnant, and then you get you get that cast of of, of the you know like eight nine year old cow. <laughs> get 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 a cast of that bee hole, and, and yeah, you know, so you're gonna have a chocolate about that big, but you know they'll be eating on it for a while. It'll be good. <laughs> oh, we're gonna do that. That's gonna be funny. <laughs> I forget how, like I said, I forget how all that came about, but it all came full circle when somebody, somebody else that knew him, that knew me, that we all went to college together as, as he's selling his kids, like, Hey, by the way, you're going to throw in a couple chocolate buttholes for me or what? <laughs> well, that was, uh, uh, I had a hurting like look up the laws like is it illegal to ship shit to canada if it has like tobacco in it oh yeah you never know canada is fucking yeah no, it's it's not it's illegal just... but what they'll do is um so if you guys were to send me a roll and they catch it at the border they'll let it go through but once it gets 
to the post office, they'll ding me on tax and duty and all that bullshit. Oh, oh fuck. Dr. Google's like, no, it's good to go. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to send him some, like, doctor bagged or something and, like, throw a fucking log or two in there. So, well, just get one of those uh, water balloon slingshots and just stand on the other side of the border and launch a roll of Copenhagen to him. Yeah. So I had a buddy that went up to the Calgary Stampede and he was going to enter up and all this shit. Well, he got going up there and he almost got to the border and he realized he had his pistol and a fucking, like, two boxes of shells and all this. He's like, oh, fuck, I ain't going across the border with this. So he stopped a couple miles back at the guardrail, jumped out and fucking dug a hole next to the guardrail and buried his pistol and shells and covered up with a bunch of dirt and leaves. He's like, fuck, I hope it's here in six days. Came back and sure shit, it was right there. Huh. Still there. And I'm like, you dumb son of a bitch. Did, did he get searched going across? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've never been across, so. They just like let out. With the next car, they just fucking roll down the window, talk to him, let go. But he, you know, he's he's a rough stock rider and everything. So they they had the fucking camper on the back and everything, and their pickup. And sure shit, they got to him. They pulled him to the side and they fucking brought the dogs in and sniffed it out and went all the way through it. And he was like, "You cocksuckers!" Well, see, I, I think. Corb laid out the plan a while back. He just put the Bible on the dash and that, that'll get you out of most stuff. Yeah, we went across the border one time and we were just going to go help a guy that we knew down there gather some cows and everything. So we didn't think anything really of it. We pulled the, the rifle out of the truck and everything and loaded up passports and away we went across the line. And Boy, they got real mad because they did the same thing with us. They searched the truck and why, you know, a cowboy's truck. You know, two of us in at the back seats full of shit. Mm-hmm. And now there was my tail bottle in my truck, racks, you know, there was a bunch of shit. And they weren't happy about that at all. Well, what's that needle on your dash? Oh, that's just a doctor needle and give drugs to cows. Oh, you do drugs? No, I give drugs to cows. Yeah, so you gotta say medicine. Yeah. Medicine, yeah. Okay, okay. you say drugs and yeah. <laughs> The ATF can hear you from the moon, so. Yeah, they weren't too. I mean, but they got somebody in there that kind of knew what he was doing, and they let us go and just told us don't do it again. Well, I mean, you can't you can't complain too much there, then. No, but the sad part about it is talking about crossing the border. I have a hard I have a harder time coming back into my own fucking country than I do leaving. I believe that. I believe that. I uh. I was going to say before before I forget, um, we might as well just use that Bible on the dash as the, the theme song for this episode. Why not, huh? Why not? Might as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, you guys keep carrying on. I gotta go take a leak real quick. So, I know, like, coming back into my part of the country, when you go to the States, like, they give me half the time, one fuck of a time coming back. And you're like, motherfucker, I'm from here. <laughs> I live there. Let me in. Yeah. What's your reasoning on returning to Canada? Asshole, I live here. I don't know. Don't make it harder than it is because I'll fucking leave. Yeah. You don't want me to come back? Let me go get my shit. And I'll leave. <laughs> Fuck. Come down here to Idaho, man. I should. I got a fucking job for you. Fuck yeah. 
lined up, and I guarantee you there ain't no shortage of rope in your end. Oh, fuck. I should look into that and get it done. Good housing. It's actually a pretty good gig. Yeah, I'm going to look into that, actually. Well, after this deal, tomorrow or the next day, I'll get on the phone and we'll talk more about it. Ain't too bad. You said Brooke lives in Washington, so it isn't too far away. No, that'd be handy. She'd come down here with you. Oh, yeah, she would. She wants to get out of Washington anyways. I don't blame her. Yeah, how's uh and then once uh once I I got some great ideas we can try once I get down there. I posted them on the Facebook on my on the group page there. In the last like two weeks, I found some real humdinger ideas I want to try. I don't know how well they're gonna work. I'm always up for a good wreck. Yeah, I mean yeah, too, well... did you did you see the one where the guy tied that strapped to a tree and then got on that horse and was riding him around with that oh, yeah. tied to his horn. I, oh, man. I'm going to try that. I, yeah. I, uh, I'm really interested in trying that. I'd like to see somebody else try it live first before I do, but push comes to shove. I mean, fuck it. What's the worst you're going to do? Fall off? Yeah. Well, so I seen it and I said I was going to do it. I just need a stout enough tree because all the trees I have oh hell no I ain't trusting it <laughs> and I'm kind of the same way we got to get up in the hills for the big trees and I don't want to try it on a hillside Kevin <laughs> says he has a tree and a horse but I don't know he also puts cat's asses in a fence so yeah he can't really be trusted <laughs> <laughs> not to be trusted but that really I, looked like fun it I did really see it. it's a it's a Used to be a poor man's merry-go-round, but what price of hay nowadays? That's kind of an expensive merry-go-round. That's a good round. Yeah, and I mean, you know, what's the worst that could happen? You come off, or the tree breaks, and it turns into an even bigger. Yeah. Hey, if the tree breaks, he's gonna get real used to pulling shit around. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you just make sure you don't what? get hung you up, know? and and you should be fine. Yeah. Why sack one out when you can just tree branch it out? Yeah, <laughs> just branching, just branching. Yeah, and then that other video there with that guy on what is it that boogie board or whatever it is to them fucking oh, water buffalo or everything. That was Those awesome. Fucking bow. Those things caught another gear now. <laughs> Holy <Big> shit! <laughs> Dude, I just want to rope one. You imagine tying into a water buffalo? Oh shit, man! I bet they'd come back up that rope pretty quick too. Yeah. I don't know. I've talked to a couple guys because I've seen it on Facebook a couple other times. They're out there just like heading and healing them. Said if you huh. can like if you got someone that can kind of come in there and clean up it ain't too bad but if you harass them just like any beef cow like they start getting a little on the hunt mm. he goes you only have about three times to turn them and then it's on. Yeah I bet so. It, Goes so if you got someone that can come in there and kind of clean up and heal them up, because if you got one leg, you better be for pulling it. We we need a couple Australians. Shit, yeah. Like our guinea pigs, because them yeah, fuckers no will do pretty much anything. Oh, they'll they'll jump out of a fucking jeep onto one of them bulls and try to bulldog that thing, and 
Or or they got the little mechanical arm that just reaches out and catches them by the head. Yeah. That, those are some goofy bastards down there. They are. The ne- other thing I want to try is no. I want to net gun something. You oh, want yeah. A, a net gun? Oh. Oh, I think that'd be fun as fuck. I really want my kids just to run across the yard and net gun one just to see oh. if Dude, I would I would wear one of those motherfuckers out. Everybody. UPS guy, boom. Fuck oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd give him I'd give him a beer afterwards. With a golf club, just get fed extra UPS to run so I can net gun him. Yeah, and, and now you just I think you'd have to have an array of different beers and drugs available just so to, to avoid lawsuits, you know. You net them and then be like, hey, you want a beer? You want a blunt? Smoking a pancake? <laughs> <laughs> like my four-year-old i swear to god you get that gun and be like hey run okay yeah and then and he cries and like you want her yeah. shoot at you you'd be fine yeah. mm-hmm. now what if you had a like some sort of a way where you could you'd shoot your net and it's like attached to a to Riata and you could like dally at the same time. So like you could you could net something and then dally off. I don't know exactly how that works. I'm trying to figure it out in my head, but it would be cool. It would be cool. It to work. Well, the only problem is, is as soon as I shot that, I'm pretty sure every one of my horses would leave me sitting. Well, yeah, me too. But that'd be well, more, mean, more of the fun. That's why you better be quick to the horn that. so they can drag them back around. Yeah. I just want to get in a helicopter and shoot shit with it. Well, that too. That too. Like, it would be fun. But what if we hired an Australian to shoot this net gun and dally off the first time? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I'm in. We'd give him a couple cans of Fosters and shrimp on the Barbie and whatnot. Out there? What's that? Does anybody know anybody that's down around that area besides Crocodile Dumdee? Uh, I, I did have a couple people that listened to the podcast down there, but um, I don't know if they still do. I'm not sure if that's allowed in uh, in Australia anymore. It's They do some weird shit down there. Those Aussies are nuts. They jump out of a Jeep and grab a hold of the tail and just wrestle something down by the tail. Yeah, but then if the government tells them just to stay in your house for the rest of your lives, they're like, huh, fuck, okay. Yeah, we need a couple. Yeah. All right. Well, should we start a refugee program? Just like it'll be just for the prototype net gun to dally system. Yeah, we we need to rephrase that because I have a lot more ideas than just the net gun. (laughs) The net gun is just the beginning. Um, Just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, we we could be launching fucking nukes off our saddle horn. All right. Refugees for stupid shit. Hey, it's a nonprofit. Five hundred one c three. All right, God damn it. Exactly. <laughs> it's a tax write off for you, for us to rent a midget to do this. It's a tax okay. write off for you. Well, let's not go into midgets. Why not? <laughs> I almost got arrested because I was yelling at some stupid cop that was five foot and. <laughs> <laughs> I told so, you. I told you so, earlier. Hey, you don't. You it's not the yelling at Frodo. 
it's it's not the yelling at midgets it's the yelling at cops because midgets will probably laugh at it cops well, not so much anyways <laughs> oh, sorry, got a little western That's you can't imagine this new Frodo Stupid cop, I asked him since when does the police force start hiring from the lollipop gang? <laughs> I told him Willy Wonka called. He wants his his head Oompa Loompa back. <laughs> he was serious. Yeah, uh, they usually are. <laughs> I mean, whatever. He had a booster seat in his squad car. <laughs> I didn't know if I needed to pick him up and burp him or give him a new bob <laughs> Like, weird. and he's like talking all big to me, and I'm like, dude, I'm six five and two ten. You're five foot and two ten. <laughs> I'm like, let's put this together, dude. Like, really? Uh, Like, if your whole family got up, would that be considered the ocean wave or the ripple? (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) Like, you come at me at five foot even. Would it be the the ball pit, though? Seriously, what are you going to do? Bite my ankle? (laughs) <laughs> hey, you gotta be. They could be like that fucking blue healer dog. <laughs> They'll kick the fuck out of your shins. All right, dude. It would be so adorable. Well, I really want to get one of those little guys. Be like, well, let's fucking go. Okay, well, I'll step over. Now what? The, the the worst part is that you get one that actually does like the the Muay Thai or something and just rips you with like a like a lower leg a lower calf kick and just drops you and you're like fuck that was a bad decision yeah but this guy held up his <laughs> like wide open and his whole open palm was like the size of two of my fingers <laughs> I'm like so how's he gonna like grab me and like his fist is like the size of my big toe like what are you gonna do like seriously. What? There, there is one guy he would beat in a fight. I don't know if you saw those. Uh, did you see the IRS training videos the other day? No, no. Oh, all right. Well, carry on. Let me see if I can find it. I'll pop it up on the screen. But uh, carry on uh, with your with your midget story because I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying this. It was adorable. And I'm like, really, like you're gonna play big? You're gonna play tough <laughs> because you have a badge? Like, oh, I, I love that. My four-year-old out here to fucking fight you. So, <laughs> so what? What came of it? Um. Well, another cop came and he actually knew me. <laughs> like, you don't want to do this. Trust me, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> we'll find you at a bar while you're off duty. No, just no. Don't do this. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Uh, and then they ask yeah. me where I'm headed. I'm like, I'm trying to go do my job. I'm headed to the desert. And they're like, Mister, you need to go. I'm trying, <laughs> but fucking little tiny seven dwarfs here isn't gonna let me go. I would go if you'd fucking let me. Fucking put some big ears and some elf shoes on this motherfucker. Santa's coming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's that's awesome. Amazing. There again, I'm very black and white. 
you never have to wonder what's on my brain and what I'm thinking. <laughs> it will come out. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. No. Not well, according a... to the police officers, it's not a great thing. Well, no. I was in the same boat last year. I got like $270 ticket slapped on me. He wasn't mm. too happy. I was telling you about that one earlier tonight, Sam. You were. Yeah, he had dumb prick. He pulled us over. There's four cowboys in a pickup out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Why there's a cop out there? We don't know. Pulls us over. You guys drinking? Yeah, no shit. We all have a beer in our hand. <laughs> like, dude, we're 50 miles away from town. What the fuck do you think's going to happen to us? Oh, uh, I, I've got the IRS training video here. This this is a good one. I think this is the one. Um. Um. Uh, coming in. <laughs> I got a guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Look <laughs> look like guy in the white shirt. He looks like me, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he could take a couple laps. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, it's oh. Oh, look, there I am. Come on, <laughs> Give me your Twinkie. <laughs> Dude, that guy's on like Twinkie patrol. I swear to God. Look at the He's going to shoot the other guy in the back of the head. He's got a, he's got a Dunlap there. Dude, hit him with your fat roll. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait till the wait till wheel wheelchair homeboy rolls up. <laughs> what the fuck, Tweaky man's walking away. <laughs> Did they make the wheelchair guy hang back? <laughs> <laughs> he's there if a high speed pursuit comes he's got wheels <laughs> he's <old> yeah wheels. <laughs> <laughs> oh. dude this just dawned on me we need to start an all midget rodeo see I've already covered this and I, I, I do you want in Oh yeah, because I'm because I'm I'm open to investors. I I'm all about the midget rodeo. 
I'm all bad, yeah. but we're not going to do like little Shetland devil ponies. They're going to no. get on some goddamn Clydesdales. I want to see what I'm saying too. On a Clydesdale. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. And Clydesdales and, and Hereford are not Hereford Holstein bulls because they're kind of mean and they're also tall and gangly as fuck. Can you imagine trying to, uh, a midget trying to ride one of those suckers? Oh, dude. That would be awesome. Yeah. That's entertainment I'm willing to pay for. Right. That's what I'm saying. People would buy a ticket. They would be ashamed of it, but they would buy a ticket. Anybody working the rodeo has to have a spill free cup because you know you're going to laugh so fucking hard. You're going to spill your drink. (laughs) Everybody gets a sippy cup. Instead of a wristband, you get a sippy cup. Anybody at the grandstands, open open front. They have to buy more. Yeah. I have to be there and work it. Spill free. Spill yeah, free. I, I think so. Yeah, we need to make that happen. And then we need a whole midget section because we'll do the rest of them of doing the wave and then we'll do the ripple and then the ripple back into the wave. Yeah, I, I think we'll we'll call it the... We'll have to come up with like a grand name, but it'll be brought to you by burning daylight and you can't see them from the road and whoever else wants to get in on this. Cause I, I think this is yeah, a million dollar idea. Yeah. Yeah. We're on to something. <laughs> yeah. And then we also, we can film it and put it up on, on, uh, you put clips on YouTube, the the full performance. You gotta, you gotta pay for that shit. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll make money on both oh, ends. Yeah. Oh Yeah make a circuit out of it and you know it's like uh bring us your best midgets and let's see if they can rodeo dude this will be fucking great i i think so there's a guy i follow on instagram he's called psycho midget hilarious that dude is hilarious like but it's i think it's psycho Midget. it might be he might be called sicko midget i don't know i think it's psycho misspelled intentionally I'm not for sure. I really want to watch one change a tire. Is that not funny to anybody else? A midget change a tire. What size of tire are we talking though? I'm talking about like your typical like like 15 inch, 16 inch tire or something like that. 17 R. Yeah, yeah, 17's more standard nowadays. So I really want to watch one wrestle a tire that is the same height as they are. Yeah. And yeah, like seriously, I mean, honestly, for lug nuts, it's perfect. That's all their little tiny hand can handle. <laughs> it fits in their palm just right. Yeah, yeah, it's like for them, it's like holding a baseball. There you go. It's throwing a knuckleball on there. Sorry, fellas, I gotta get get more beer. Well, this is a serious conversation. We can't have a serious conversation without more beer. No, no, we cannot. Um sure. I, I think do we go standard rodeo rules or do we maximize? Oh, I think the we come up with our own because this is I think so we're talking about. I think this is this is a brave new frontier, and I think we set our own damn rules. Yeah, yeah, we have to set our own rules. The I, one thing is, is they do have to still ride with only one hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because for sure. Even though they're only with one hand, you're never going to see that tiny little arm up there. Question, though. Does it have to be a shorter hack rein? Standard. Okay. All right. 
right. I, I like it. I like it. You should have a prize too for like the best dismount. Oh yeah. Like if it's just like your your jump off or pickup man gets you. No, no, like you gotta do something spectacular. I, I wanna see some midget flips into some midget splits. That's what if I want to see. They get a good dismount, they get a golden booster seat. <laughs> uh, runner up gets a golden sippy cup yeah <laughs> but it's it's like shaped like a pimp chalice but with a with a sippy cup top yeah i'll go with it uh, yeah. I, I mean that's the least we could do oh, we need to have some events that aren't in a normal rodeo too like we have to have kind of them out there events yeah, I think so too. Like, I think you got to have a shovel race. Um, I want to put a midget in one of them balls and let one of them Mexican bulls come out. Yes. Mm. How about this could also kind of help solve the, the border problem instead of Mexican fighting bulls, just like Mexican immigrants get to kick the ball. Those, those fuckers. Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? With a couple rednecks with shotguns. I like it. Well, and the winner, the winning team gets citizenship. Oh, I thought winner of the team gets to keep the midgets. I mean, that's a that's a solid, <laughs> solid. Yeah, not, I, I, I could go with. We we could talk this later. I mean, like you know, it's it's not set in stone. Yeah, well, we'll hash the details out later. Yeah, for yeah. Forty four hours. <laughs> Otherwise, but, it's slavery, and we get in trouble. But. Yeah, you can't we can't do that anymore. So uh So they get them for a full twenty four hours. At least. And then yeah, but there should be some sort of like big prize, and so that way you know it's gonna be a good game. What do they get? A pair of stilts so they can be normal sized? <laughs> oh, I don't know if the midget midget just has to get paid well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> a pair of stilts? That'd be perfect. <laughs> It would be. You're normal. You're six foot. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, see, that's that, that, there. We go. The the guy, uh, the guy in the the inflatable ball gets to be called Lieutenant Dan because he <laughs> he gets a pair of legs at the end of it. We, I definitely wouldn't mind watching a bunch of midgets in the wild horse oh. saddle and actually run out some of them little devil ponies. Yeah, I was going to say watching you'd have trying to saddle one of those tiny little devil ponies might be better than watching them try to saddle a normal sized horse. I, yeah. I think it, I think it'd just be sad if they if they went with full size horses because we all know those Shetland ponies are horrible. Mm. Oh, that's from the, the fucking devil. Fuck those Shetland ponies. Fuck them. I, I hate them. If you had like three little guys trying to go out there and get one, oh my god, that alone, that even <laughs> alone would be a sellout. All right. So, well, just that think about be- how how funny it is when they turn out a pig and and a bunch of little kids try to catch it. Like if they catch it too early, that's not any fun. Like the fun part is watching them chase it around a whole bunch. And but now you, you have like a, a bunch of mini horses and Shetlands and midgets chasing them. <sighs> so like 
make money hand over fist. They're so tiny, they're not going to have a normal saddle either. Like, what are they going to have? Like a blanket with a cinch on it? Mm, Like an Argentine saddle. Like maybe a little 12 incher? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, do they make miniature Argentine saddles? Because that's what I'm picturing. Get them some of those jumper saddles. Yeah. saddles. Make them have to ride some of them. See, we should buy those um, probably within the next month or so when the, you know, when the horse market really falls out, when people have to start buying hay. Um, that's when I think you can pick up those English saddles for real cheap. Dude, we're on to something. I'm just saying. This I think we're so. On, we're on to, this is going to be good. This is See, better than the fucking three ring circus. I'm just See, saying. And this is how I know we're on to something because I had this idea a couple of years ago and I've never met you before tonight and this did not get brought up until tonight. That's like, right. This is a thing. This is this is God saying that he wants a midget rodeo and he wants us to put it on, I think. And everybody knows God is great and God is not wrong. Right. And, 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 God, and, better. and God wants a midget rodeo. He does. Mm-hmm. And we're going to fucking get attacked. It's going to be Brandon. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's some goats on top of him. What do we do for the tiebreaker? We got to have a good tiebreaker event. Like shoot dogging. Mmm. Mmm. shoot dogging. Yes. <laughs> yes. What are you gonna have shoot dog a bunch of dogs? What could they possibly get their tiny little arms around? A three day old calf? Well, we can oh. put horns. They, you know, we can put horns on a calf. It'd still be entertainment. Okay, so what if we it get would. like a Jersey heifer, and then I, like as soon as they let him out of the shoot, then you let a whole bunch of other Jersey heifers out at the same time. So not only does he got to try to dog this one. He's got to avoid the rest of them trying to lick him into the dirt. Oh, get like, you a good old Angus or something. About oh, two months old. Or about a month old. Oh, yeah. And as soon as he nods his head, we send about four dogs out there. <laughs> yes. And then he has to dog it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I'm. We, throw, I'm, we can throw like um, one of them little ornery mini mules in there that just kicks the ever living fuck out of everything. Oh yeah, mm, I, I dig it. I dig that. Um, hmm. We got to have some exotic animals too because midgets are kind of exotic people. So, um, like, do we have like midget? Midget cattle? Nope. They have to barrel race off a zebra. (laughs) Yeah, because zebras are pretty short. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Barrel race off a zebra. They're fast, too. No, not just a zebra. A zebra donkey. A donkey. A donkey. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm down. Oh, full investor. Yeah. How much? How much does a zonkey cost? Does anybody know? We need zonkey to ask for, for sale. 
He's into exotic creatures. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guarantee you, if Brad never meets me face to face, he's gonna want to just fucking beat me. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I I just typed in uh, zonkeys for sale. I'm gonna go ahead and pop that up on the screen because um, why not? Why not? Um, and we got four sales: zebra stud service, zorses, and zonkeys. Rarity Acres. Is this Zonky like tiger shit? What? I don't know exactly, but that's kind of a cool looking thing. I wonder what that thing costs. We don't even have to buy it. Like, we could rent it out. Hey, you what if we just That's true. Yeah, because I don't know if I want to own one. Like, I want to be around one until I don't. So I, renting, I think you're, you're on to something there, Tuffy. Wait a minute. We got Sarah, right? Let's just get yeah. a bunch of furrows from the BLM. Mm, yeah, you could do that. There All we, we go. Do, like my dad was in the Wild Horse Burrow Association, still is. All we got to do is own them for a year and then they're ours. We can do whatever the fuck. Well, that's a oh, zilly. Uh, I guess that's a zonky filly. A zilly. Rarity eight. That's a goofy looking sucker, but yeah, that is one messed up critter. That is. I wonder what one of those sells for. I don't know, but I don't think I get my bridal horse to ride up and pick up off that. Mm, That'd be tough. Well, they're riding this sucker, so. Well, I think my horse is going to say F you. What are they? They got some. Some sort of barrel racing bit on there, huh? Tuffy, will your horses run up on that? Um, I don't think so, but hey, I'm game to find out. Oh, yeah, me too. That's a cute little shit. Huh. I didn't know Kevin had kids. <laughs> it looked like he had his dick out right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good for you, buddy. Oh, that's a post. Or that's that's a panel. Hey, Tuff, you're going to have to ask Kevin if he's had kids. If he's had kids? Yes. Okay, I will. I, I will ask. I think we're looking at some of them. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this guy, but that's... I'm laughing anyways. <laughs> what this, is... So the wild zonky race is that is that the the tiebreaker? Yeah, I, I think I think it has to be the wild zonky race. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is Parsi cattle is all in on this one. Nah, burning daylight's been in for a while. We, we yeah. I think we got something solid here, fellas. I, I like it. Can't see him from the road. It's it's a joint joint production, but it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. You know what? Instead of zonkeys and something really exotic like that, we'll bring in whatever we can rope. Mule deer, moose, elk. Mm, can we get some, like, pygmy bison? No, them, them, I mean, we want them to come to it. We don't necessarily want to kill them. Well, no, that's why I said pygmy bison, though. We will have net guns. <laughs> Everybody, you get a net gun with your ticket, your your entrance <laughs> ticket. 
Every, anybody that's a pickup man or staff has a net gun. Yeah. <laughs> the, the announcer has to real careful and be like, hey, I, I, oh, oh, this is out of control. Net guns, net guns, please. It's <laughs> <laughs> going real, south. <laughs> this could get real fucking interesting real quick. <laughs> I guarantee it's a sellout. Maybe not the first one, but the second one for sure. It's oh, yeah. One. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I I think we'd sell out the first one, tell you the truth. It'd give us enough time to promote it. I bet we could sell that bitch out. And then after that, people would be standing in line to get tickets. The Calgary, the Calgary Stampede won't have nothing on us. No. Fuck no. No, because Calgary Stampede won't do this. Pendleton, Pendleton Roundup won't do this. Reno Rodeo won't do this. We, but we will. Dude, I'm all in. And I'm all in. because they're only like half of a person, you only have to have half of the pot. Yeah. Touche. I don't know what the legal side of that says, but scientifically, that's accurate. It is accurate. <laughs> the legal side. Yeah. <laughs> Laws, whatever. Laws are meant <laughs> to be pushed, okay? I'm just saying. I, yeah. They're meant to be broken. <laughs> if you tell somebody they can't do something, guaranteed you they're going to try. Like, that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Like, going to school, and they're like, whatever you do, this little computer, don't push that button. Really? Mm-hmm. Then why the fuck did you just tell me that? If yeah. you don't yeah. want it pushed, don't tell don't me. Fucking, yeah. Or tell you what it does. Oh, yeah. Well, that's when... Dude, when Appalachia was at its height was during the prohibition because they're like, hey, you can't drink liquor anymore and a bunch of old hillbillies were like, bet. 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 My dad had an old horse. I I mean, I was little. I barely remember this. The only reason I really remember is it fucking hurt. Had an old horse and he goes, you know what? This horse is broke. He's a babysitter. I mean, I remember like begging my dad, like, I just want to fucking go. I just want to go. I just want to go. He goes, that's fine. But whatever you do, do not over and under this horse. Whatever you do, do not egg this horse on. And I was young enough. I'm like, let's egg this horse on, dad. <laughs> like, don't be you. <laughs> Stop uh, breathing. You know, and I was still young enough. I'm like, well, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I did really good for the first part of the day until we got everything up on the highway. <laughs> and then everybody else was trotting off. And I didn't want to be stuck back there with the women and kids. So I fucking egged this fucker on. And guess what? I landed in the very middle of the fucking highway. <laughs> this fucker was no joke. <laughs> and I soon realized why dad said don't egg him on and I'm like well you couldn't fucking tell me that before I egged it on you just said don't egg it on what's the fucking first thing a little jackass is gonna do he's gonna oh, no egg it on <laughs> I was uh I was working for an outfit a couple of years ago and uh, they bought a tractor out of the oil patch that was used for clearing snow up here. And any oil patch equipment, any equipment that's used on the patch has to have a 
emergency override switch or button in the tractor, right? Pickup truck, doesn't matter what it is. It has to have that emergency override. Mm-hmm. And I was feeding cows and the boss told me, he's like, whatever you do, don't hit that button. Okay. And well, what does it do? And he goes, you don't need to know what it does. Just don't hit the button. Okay. And I drove that tractor for like a fucking week feeding cows. Staring at the button. Staring, and I'm like, man, I wonder what that fucking button does. And it was, it was on a Saturday. I was the only one there. I was feeding. I just got done riding. So it was about like three in the afternoon. I got done checking everything, put my horse away, and now I'm feeding. And it's a blizzard out. Like you can't get down the road with anything but a front wheel assist or a horse, yeah, or a snow machine. And I'm bombing through the field there, getting bales, and you know, got the tunes going. Got a couple beers in the track with me, you know, just having a good time. Living life, man. Yeah, it was a good time. And we can not track her, and I don't know what this button does. It can't be that bad, right? Right. No, I clicked the button. It's Canada. Nothing bad happens in Canada. Yeah, I clicked the button, and bad shit happened. Everything <laughs> bad happened. And now that you're like clicking it, you just keep pressing it, hoping that it'll stop and it didn't and then i had to call the boss and tell him what i did <laughs> well the problem is is that button starts out just a teeny tiny little button right just a teeny tiny little button but over a yeah. week and at the end of the weeks, week that it's... button's like a big ass fucking oh yeah. i got no right oh, yeah this button. yeah and if the fuckers would have just told me to start with i probably wouldn't have pushed it but oh uh, yeah they of course, I hit it. Told you everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, you I know, it. it was our only feeder tractor at the time, and I hit that some bitch, and I mean, killed the motor, killed all drive, tires all fucking locked up, and we come to a slide and stop, and I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> oh, that's so I called awesome. the boss, and I'm like, got a problem, and he goes, what's the problem? And I'm like, well, the John Deere won't run. And he goes, why won't it run? And I was like, I don't know. We were just driving down the road with it, and it fucking quit. It won't run. And uh, did you hit the button? No, no, I didn't hit that button. You told me not to hit the button. I didn't hit the fucking button. So the road got opened up like three days later, and neighbor did our feeding for us and everything. Mechanic gets there. Mechanic walks into the shop and goes, what fucking dumbass hit the button? I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> the boss is like you told me you didn't hit the button I'm like you didn't fucking tell me everything dies in the tractor when you hit the fucking button did you that's need to know information right <laughs> well if, the, if they're going to tell you not to hit the button they, they need to tell you why all the information otherwise don't tell us what the fucking button does yeah. right just leave the button out of the picture yeah, because if you would have said like, "Oh, it turns your windshield wipers on for the rest of the day," like I can live with that. I'll hit that button. But yeah, if it shuts everything down, I mean, See, and I don't know. I mean, I still might do it, but I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna wait till I'm in a spot where it's not gonna be that big of a deal. I was gonna say I might still be like shuts everything down. What is yeah. everything for sure? I, I would have. I would have done it before I went and got feed, you know, like while I was still in the yard and be like, Oh shit, tractor don't run. I'm going back to bed. 
I bought a way to call yeah, him to bed for yeah. the year. Be like, not yeah. a fucking whiteout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a bad day to do it. Yeah, I didn't pick. I didn't. Yeah, it wasn't a good day to do it. And you know, like the thing is, like, okay, you know, it was like a fourteen hundred dollar bill to get that tractor back running because it completely airlocks the motor. Like, you have to prime. And reset fucking everything. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. But you know what? After that, the boss is like, "You're not fucking driving any piece of equipment. You just stay on your horse." I'm like, "I'm fine with that." Hey, yeah. win-win situation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I no harm, no foul, right? Exactly. Like nobody yeah. died. Yeah. For real. Uh, but also, like that's that's on him because if if he really didn't want you to push that button, he needs to, like you said, he needs to tell you why because otherwise, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, we're just, fucking cowboys. We're gonna hit the button. Yeah, it, it's gonna happen. And but if you tell us why, well, and here's like I said, then we're probably still gonna push the button, but we'll do it in a better spot. Like we'll do it in the shop where that mechanic can, you know, he's not gonna bitch too much because he, he's inside. Yeah, you put a cowboy in a piece of, of equipment, it's not gonna go exactly too smooth. You, you know, know, I I see. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that, but I'll take a cowboy operating a a piece of equipment over a union fella that has been operating equipment for forty years any day because those motherfuckers don't give a shit because they're a union and they can't get fired and. You talk about hard on equipment, son of a bitch. Dude, down around here, you can't get fired either because we're so short-handed you can't find anybody to work for us that uh, they're really fucked if they fire you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we, the the guy that, that was our, our loader operator here at the feedlot, like you, you wanted to make sure he could see you from the cab because if not, there was a good chance you're going to get squished like a little cockroach. <laughs> he he didn't give a fuck. See, like down where I'm at right now, if you're in the feedlot, a cell barn, or a weekend warrior, you got a lot of like, you can get a job anywhere. Yeah. But down here, cowboying right now, nobody wants to cowboy. Huh. Because nobody wants to wake up early in the morning, stay out there and do their damn job. And they're like, well, I'll, well, like, we had a couple guys. Well, I want to start work at 8 o'clock in the morning, but I want to be off by 5. Yeah, that's the way this goes. Yeah. You know, in the summertime when we're kind of slow or in the dead of the winter when we're kind of slow, you might be able to get away a little early. Yeah. But they're like, well, I want to hunt. I want to go fill my elk tag or whatever. It's like, dude, we're fall gathering. Plus yeah. fall calving, because we calve spring and fall. Like, dude, no. Get your ass to work. Yeah. And, well, can't I go hunt and then you guys just call me when we're going to brand? No, oh, fuck you. You <laughs> want to brand just so you can rope shit. No, do the fucking work and then you get rewarded by getting the rope shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
we go to the feedlot. Yeah, there's a good squeeze chute, but if there's two of us that are, you know, fairly handy, hell, we'll just unload horses and just tip shit over and doctor them. Yeah. Yeah, though, you know, you could open the gate and run it in the alley and go down to the squeeze chute, but if you're both pretty handy, there's no more stress than sorting him out and running him down to the chute than if you were just head and healing. Yeah. No, there's not. Um, just depends on how many you're doctoring, though. That's uh, that that's where the squeeze chute comes in handy. Well, and we we tried like well the feedlot that we have right here where I'm at. We have we only have what six pins. Oh yeah, well, that makes way more sense. Yeah, background and a shitload of cattle. Oh okay. And I mean, even then, we still we'll drive around it and we'll kind of look. And we're like, well. All right, it's going to be a heavy pull day. We can either two tone, and I mean, we only go in there and knock them down if it's two of us that are very confident in what we're doing. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying, like, I, I've been on like when that deal in in Kansas, where I mean, we are doctoring, you know, twenty thirty calves a day per man. Oh hell no. And On a good uh, day, we'll doctor like six. Yeah, but these were you know baby calves, doctor, and so like it, it, you could get it done, but you're fucking wore out by the end of the day, you know. And uh, then yeah, if you're talking yearlings, like yeah, it just like ain't there. There you ain't got enough horse, you ain't got enough people, and yeah, just our feedlot. The only time we have anything in the feedlot is if they're probably a six weight or bigger, mm. six weight to a heavy, and. Literally, you can doctor our feedlot within two hours. Yeah, even if well, you head no. and, and heal them. Yeah, no, and that makes sense there. And in that case, yeah, I, 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 hundred percent agree with you. Like, yeah, just go, go knock it out. You're by yourself. And you have a horse, and you're like, I'm not even going to fight this shit. Yeah, sort of out, take him to the shoot, but yeah. yeah. But there's also times here on like, and that's what I really like about this yard is because you, they don't give a shit about roping as long as you're not abusing it but there's times where like particularly there's one shoot that we have <laughs> if they have a an abscess on the right shoulder you can't get to it in the shoot so like the only other option is take them all the way across the yard to the other shoot or just rope them and doctor them and or I, I give them three shots to the gate if they don't go fuck it you're coming out at the end of the rope uh, one way or the other so if medicine bags handy we'll just doctor you right there but if not either way you're getting roped anyways you're coming out the gate oh yeah yeah so it's um yeah i, I just it, it after a while it just becomes a, a a matter of efficiency everybody loves to rope but we all have been to that point where we're like i don't want to throw another goddamn loop for a month yeah the worst is when it's like january February. <sighs> Yeah, you can't even feel your your tip at all because you're just like I, I I think I've got a loop in my hand. I don't even know. Nice and warm, you're doing all right, but it is something about as soon as you shag a loop down, your hand goes numb. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And you can't feel shit, and you you might as well be swinging a cable. Up. It's like the fucking Michelin man trying to rope. 
Yeah, and you got and so even, many fucking layers on. You're like, this isn't even fun anymore. You can have a wore out poly, and it still feels like a goddamn cable and just stiff. That's like yeah. trying to clean an extension cord. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really is. You're like, Jesus, fuck. Yeah, yeah, and no, then if you ac- accidentally catch something, you're like, fuck, did I? Nah, nope. Then we're not getting stopped yet. Uh, keep going. I've been guilty of like roping something and not being able to feel my fingers. And I look down at my horn and I look at the coils of my rope and I just drop all my coils on my horn and grab the first, like the last three coils. And it's like, did you come die? <laughs> I'm not going to say that's the proudest moment in my life. Uh, it's but not I've the, been that fucking cold. <laughs> it's, it's not the best me- best method, but usually uh, you times... like, well, that was really fucking dumb. <laughs> and you're like, well, now what do I do? Because I can't dally. I got too many fucking layers on. So you just like have the last three coils of your rope, stack the rest on your horn, and then just kind of slowly start riding up and waiting for shit to come tight. And you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> well, yeah. so that really happened, guys. Um, if someone's coming here and heal this, we can fucking done with. I I can't get short. It's about time for fucking whiskey, and everyone's like, "How about beer?" And I'm like, "No, I'm cold. This was fucking really dumb. Fuck the beer. We're oh. going straight to whiskey, and we're we're, we're done. Done." Yeah. Oh. There there was one day I I came in. And it was like it was it was cold. It was it was down down around zero Fahrenheit and there was like four of these dumb fucking Holstein heifers high centered over the top cable of the fence you know just stuck there just 30-30 does good (laughs) and and, (laughs) yeah yeah and and so like after the third one you you know dragging them off that fence and of course they're not not little heifers either. They're all, you know, seven weights or bigger. Just, just good enough to where like their toes almost touch the ground. Their their back toes, um, yeah. and then they just, but then they just sit there and look at you with the fucking big bug eyes. And <sighs> I know you're not even gonna try to get off this fence either. That's the bad part. It's like if you try a little bit. It wouldn't be near like I could I could pull you out with with one foot, but you're not gonna try. So I've got to neck you and then and then just like wear the shit out of my horse trying to pull this fucker off the fence. And so you wanna know the easiest way to do that? Hmm. And I'll be dead honest with you. This is the easiest way. You got a couple of Hispanic friends. Mm-hmm. You call them up and say, get the grill ready. We got carne asada. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you make some delicious ass fucking tacos. And you just sit back, get drunk as fuck, eat tacos. And you're like, huh, Jim's been so stupid. That it sounds like a great plan. But that's not really how it works. No, no, yeah, it sounds that, awesome. That, it sounded yeah. really good. And I've been really tempted to make that call, but oh, me too, so many times. But especially in this economy, I'm I'm best friends with the Holstein because they're paying all my bills right now. So you know, what whatever, man. It, it's uh, it, you do what you got to do. But yeah, there, and it always happens when it's just cold as fuck, and you're just like, God, oh, right, damn, when you kill shit. 
Yeah. And then as soon as you drag them off of that, that, that cable, then they come to life and they, then they don't choke down worth the fuck. And you're like, ah, damn it. And yeah. So I got my first pair of shotguns last winter. I never wore a pair in my life. Thought that was going to look fucking stupid. I finally got a pair. And I'm fat now. So I don't wear my chinks during the summer. Like when it gets hot enough that I'm sweating, I don't put on my shaps at all. Just Levi's. Yeah. But it gets starting to get cold, put them on. And I'm to the point now where I'm like, fuck the chinks. Because if it's cold enough, I got to put shaps on. I might as well put shotguns on. Because then yeah. I don't have to put long johns on. And if I don't have to put long johns on, life is great because I hate fucking long johns. You wouldn't do well up in this part of the country. No, sir. No, <laughs> I would not. That's why I'm trying to get you down here. Been wearing uh, long johns for a month now. It would be like your guys' spring. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been wearing long johns all week. That's and that's about a week later than normal. So, yeah, I've been uh, wearing them for a month now. I've been wearing that. them for the last four days, and then come find out the pants that I really like to wear make insulated pants with the fleece line inside of them. Oh, there you go. And I'm like, you know what? That's worth the money right there. Yeah. Have you tried them up there, Tuffy? Oh, yeah, I got my winter pants. Yeah, I got lined winter pants, and they're fucking awesome. And you still uh, have to wear long johns? Dude, we have minus 40 up here. So, you ready to come yeah, down? You still have to wear long johns. <laughs> what, what, are the, what are the brand of lined pants you guys are wearing? So, mine uh, are the Ariat Rebars. Oh, okay. And they're fucking awesome. Just gonna let you, let you know right now. I tried the Carhartt once and they suck dick. Yeah, I've been wearing. Last winter, I wore the Wind River line jeans, and they were nice. Mm. I like. I uh, I need to. I've never bought winter jeans. I've just always bought jeans and then long handles. And I and then, you know I was up in northern Montana for for a winter, so. You had to have a couple more layers than that, but th- so I got I tried bu- the Carhartt ones, and they were <laughs> they were Carhartts. They sucked. Yeah, Carhartt jeans. They just they're way too baggy. It was like no good. But these uh, these Ariats that I have right now with the line jean in them, I don't know. I, they remind me of the uh, just Levi. The way the Levi's mm. fit. Yeah. And they're just a little bit bigger, but they're like wearing a long gun. Like, I really like them. It's the yeah, real fours. Fucking. Yeah. If you turn on your light, I'm sitting in my truck and it keeps going off. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's shit. Fucking, I can't even drink beer right now. No? Are you, you out know, of I beer? Gotta... I got to drive back to camp and it's getting fucking rather sporty out here. And Oh, really? Like the cops are fucking everywhere after what happened last Tuesday. Oh, shit. Yeah. Didn't you guys have something weird going on up there? 
Um, well, in our part of the country, the natives decided that it'd be funner to start stealing in broad daylight. Oh. So they drove drove into the neighbor's yard there, and they stole his three-ton grain truck with with the hoist up on it, and they drove it all the way to the reservation. They tried stealing. He's a school bus driver. They tried stealing his school bus. Um, they loaded yes. a bunch of tools and shit up on it, and he drove around the corner in the tractor. And there were four of them standing in his yard, and they all had guns on them at ten o'clock in the morning. Jesus Christ! It's wow. not like now the cops are fucking everywhere, so you don't like up here in Canada now. It's uh, zero tolerance. You're not even. You can't even go to the bar and have a beer and drive home. No shit. If and you get in a bar fight. Do you end up both going to jail, or can you at least have a little fun in a bar fight? No, no. You have a bar fight up here, you're both going to jail. It, it's kind of just even no fun. Even if you and... don't start it? Even if you don't start it. Even if it was self-defense, you're still in your own. So, I'm... Um, uh, Trudeau is kind of like the most anti-fun guy ever. It, sound, it sounds like there's just like no fun in Canada anymore. There's not. I mean... And it's sad because, you know, a lot of these little small town local bars can't make a go of it anymore because the cops are fucking assholes. Because on a mm-hmm. Friday night, they'll come to town and they'll just sit there. They'll sit there all fucking night and wait for you to come out of the bar. Yeah. What yeah, if you're you know. on the res? Is the res that bad? What's that? Is the res that bad too? Oh, the res is worse. Because, mm. like, I know down around here, like, you have, like, your regular cops, your county cops or whatever, then you have your res cops. But if you're on the res, you can still get in a fight down on the res reservation. And those Indians, they don't give a shit. Self-defense huh. or not. Did you guys, did anybody kill one another? No, we just had a fight. You guys are over it? Yeah, I'm about, yeah, we're about ready to buy one another a beer. All right, have a good night. Yeah, see, like, our res is up here, like, the, t- the res I'm close to here, like, if you're white, you don't go on to that res, because them fuckers might kill you. Sounds like McDermott. Yeah, I've heard, uh, I've heard the Canadian reservations are worse than, than down here, like, uh, I, I, and I don't, I, I don't know for sure, but, like, I, I've, I've heard that, and then, you like, you go, like, you watch Letterkenny, and, you know, they're always, like, they get the shit kicked out of them when they go to the play at the res. Yeah. Hey, Letter King's funny as fuck. Oh, so it's such a funny that. show. It's the only thing I know. Other than my sister is from Canada and she speaks French. And Well, if you like Letter Kenny, you should watch Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, I've done that, like that one. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, that's fucking that's, good. A, that's the eastern side of Canada, but it's still funny as shit. It is. Yeah. Sister-in-law, she's from fucking Canada. But they speak French and shit, and I don't know what the fuck they're even about. They're not about anything, and we don't associate with that part of the country. Hey, good. I don't associate with her. I've got a a question for you, Tuffy. After, you know, like, with all this uh, war going on around the world, it seems like everybody's, like, inching towards world war and I, I'd just as soon not go fight in Europe again. That I don't I don't see that there's anything that we need to fight for over there. But let's say the US invaded Canada. Would 
like Alberta and Saskatchewan and Winnipeg just like join us or, or what, what would happen there? Oh, uh, well, what would happen is if you guys invaded, it'd be over in like an hour. That's what I'm saying. But like, you guys would probably just be like, fuck yeah, we're on your side. Right. Yeah, I thought so. And like fuck, we'd probably even get Quebec to join us too, wouldn't we? No, you wouldn't get Quebec and you don't want them greasy fuckers. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> that is I mean, awesome. You, oh, you that's at, hilarious. You look at people like your welfare bums and everybody has them. You look at your welfare bums. Uh yeah. that's fucking Quebec. Okay, okay. I uh I had read that uh, like they were they were like the most anti uh, the Canadian government, but that makes more sense because they're just a bunch of welfare bums like the other like the actual French. So <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, he left us. That'd almost be like our California, I guess. I think so. Like really, I I think I think that's probably a hundred percent right. Except now. It's not just California. We've got California and New York and like more and more states are just doing the same I fucking shit. Yeah. Or, Oregon, Washington, Nevada. I, you know, Nevada is not quite as bad just because it's only really got Vegas, but yeah, but like I mean, Reno, uh, Reno's getting bad, but it Reno's just, horrible. Reno's Reno's bad. Well, yes, but like compared to Vegas, it's not it's not bad. No, but, um, like, but the thing is, Vegas is Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's almost split down the middle. You got almost well, Washington's the same way. It's split down the middle. You got more mm-hmm. towards the Idaho side. And they're not quite as bad. Oregon, same way, more towards the Idaho side. They're not too bad. Yeah, California as a whole is fucked. You yeah, but it's, but it's still only like a couple centers. Fucked, but Vegas See, is bad. Vegas is bad. Um, Reno sucks, but Washoe County itself is not bad. Um, and the rest of Nevada is pretty fucking rad, really. Um, Carson City's kind of iffy. the the rest The rest of uh, the rest of Nevada is fine. Yeah, it was Nevada. Yeah, I really don't. Uh, Utah. I struggle with Utah. Yeah, Maybe I'm not a Mormon, but yeah. Hey, I'm gonna. I'm not sure if Tuffy's coming back, but we'll go ahead and end the podcast. But we'll like if you don't mind, I uh, unless you got somewhere to go, I, I'll I'll bullshit for a couple more minutes. Yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. I, I'm gonna take a leak too. Um, beer's catching up, so. Yeah, me too. All right. Take a leak. We'll come back. All right. Sounds good. Later. Bye. You rise up in the morning beneath the stars so bright. Pull your hat down. Make sure your cinch is tight. Horse is kind of snuffy. Cold chill up your spine, you'll get your ass moving somewhere burning daylight.
together and you won't catch them all. But when you ride through the gate, make sure you sit up tall. I can see the horizon, it's looking pretty bright. We'll get your ass moving, sun, we're burning daylight. Tell the job's done right.